0: Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co hosts Madden Machete-Jones and Tenille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. All right. Well, how's your week been? Let's start there. My week has
0: been, um, it's been tiring, but it's been good. We celebrated our wedding anniversary this week, so that was fun. It's your anniversary.
1: Hey, how was your week? (laughs) It was good. I'm actually recording from Albany, New York, and I got to spend some um, well-deserved and needed quality time with my good girlfriend and my goddaughter. So it's been a good week. Yay. I love that for you. So what are you loving this week?
0: What am I loving this week? Okay. So you already know this about me, but um, I love marketing. I love doing marketing, but then I also appreciate (laughs) marketing. Like I love commercials And
1: IG ads have not been disappointing me lately. I'm so like skeptical of IG ads. Like, how do you? Because I've seen these. Let me, I'm getting on a tangent off your thing, but it's like, how do you separate good products from like the trash on IG? I just don't know. You have to do your due diligence. You have to see, like,
0: so a couple of things I look for do they have a money back? guarantee like is there a trial period what do the reviews look like on their website and then I'll also go look for independent reviews um like on Facebook and other places of you know just certain items so I do do some due diligence like in case something is like made in China and bogus or something
1: yeah, that'll get you. So, okay, tell me what you've been buying from IG.
0: Okay, so I bought the Always Pan by Our Place, and I love it. The only thing that I don't like about the pan is that it doesn't go into the oven. Um, um, my cast iron skillet, you know, I can transfer straight from stovetop to oven. And, you know, I'm all about non-toxic, so I do like yes. that it's ceramic coated. Um, and the cleanup is super easy, so I love that. But I'm eyeing the caraway. Um pan and pot and pan set because it actually also goes into the oven and also has a nice ceramic non-toxic coating. Um but the reviews on that one were not like as they were great but they were not as solid as the any um the always pan. So okay. that always pan is my um number one like pick of things that I purchased off IG. I also have purchased a manicure set from Olive in June. I don't know if you see those but I got that closer to the beginning of the pandemic because I probably have not done my nails at home since I was like in, I don't know what, the sixth grade. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. And then, you know, I went into full quarantine mode and I was like, I need to do my nails. Um, So they just went out, it came out with a pedicure set as well. Um, I just launched last week. I haven't purchased that, but I love the manicure set for Olive and June. And then I posted about this on Instagram, but I bought the Sutera um, pillow um, Mm -hmm. after I had seen that for a while and I had thought about purchasing it. But like you said, I was like, I don't know if I need this. And then my physical therapist recommended it after I complained to him about some neck and shoulder pain. And so I've been sleeping with that for about, mm, I don't know, maybe 10 days. And okay. I already see a marked difference. I've also been doing the stretches and stuff, but I definitely see a difference. So what I'm loving right now is all the things that on IG, like everything so far has been a win.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do some looking and see if I can find, well, not see if I can find, but send you some people to vet. Because I really want a name necklace, like a gold name necklace. Um, wait,
0: wait a minute. you want to send me some people to vet.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you know tell something about this girl
0: she doesn't like research she loves delegating and she thinks i'm her staff person i can't believe she just slid she slid that slid that in there real cool like i'm gonna send you some people to vet i mean i'll do it but <laughs> so what, you, what is it let me take some notes on what i'm researching gold name plate necklace
1: yeah you know they have like in the script it'll say nail. mm-hmm that's it. I'm a simple girl. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll get back to you with that. Um, what are we loving this week? Yeah, so this week I'm actually loving a um, cookie company that was born out of the pandemic. Um, it's called Cookie Therapy mm-hmm. ALB. ALB stands for Albany, mm-hmm. but they do ship so of course, uh, my good girlfriend, Dorsey, she absolutely loves desserts of any kind. So she's like a dessert connoisseur. She, mm-hmm. she finds the most amazing desserts and then she tells me about them and then I have to try them. So cookie therapy, ALB is a stuffed cookie company. And I just Ooh. ordered and picked up today their Halloween treat box. So they have like the cookie I picked up now is called Down in Spooky. It has like, um, chocolate chips inside and it's like so like huge and big. Mm. Um the other one is called Which Better Have My Candy. So it's a stuffed <laughs> cookie with like um Twix and Reese's pieces and just all these delicious Halloween um chocolate and caramel uh cookies or mm. candies I should Take say.
0: Pictures for the um
1: Yes, I will. I'll do a a little um, unboxing. thing. Yes. Um, Wait, did you get me some? Well, there's six humongous cookies. So, yes, I will drop one off at the house when I come back.
0: Thank you. I love you.
1: So I just would encourage you all to just go check them out if you are, you know, you love desserts. Some people aren't really sweets people. I get it. But if you love desserts, they do ship um, and they release their cookie menu, I think, every Friday. So check them out.
0: I love that. You know what? You mentioned Keys Confections on the um, podcast, I want to say two or three weeks ago. And so I placed an Mm -hmm. order for this weekend Um, Mm -hmm. and it included that banana pudding ice cream. So I'll let you know when I get it. But girl, I got a bunch of stuff. My total came to more than I would like to say, but I really went in. I was like, yeah, let me get one of these, one of those, two of these. And then (laughs) I looked up and I was like, this invoice is my own fault because
1: what am I doing? But um girl she sent me a like text with something I guess some new brownies she made yes that's how she got me she was like you want to check
0: out these brownies I was like yes and I want to check out that ice cream and let me try one more ice cream she was like um I also have cheesecake this weekend I was like throw it in the bag and then it's my sister-in-law's birthday so I was like oh I can surprise her with the Bundt cake so I just you know it it went overboard. So I'm excited. Um, When you come by with the cookie, I can share some of my goodies with you too.
1: Cool. All right. Well, it's time to get into today's discussion, which is one that I am really looking forward to.
0: Yes. Okay. So November is here. OMG. I feel like I just said October is here, but um, November is here, which means it is time for the holiday season to begin. Typically, like in the normal world, this means family gatherings, family recipes, Mm -hmm and family business. Um, Even though the holidays might look a little bit different this year, we still want to equip you and ourselves to face some of the tough family stuff this season by starting with the family member who we are the closest to, ourselves. Welcome to season two, episode five, family business, reparenting and relearning. Child. All right, y'all. I
1: know uh, child so, is about to get deep.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be talking family stuff. Um, kind of sprinkled in throughout the month of November, but yeah, this episode mm-hmm. right here is about to be it
1: and lit. So let's go. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> it and lit. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So let's dig in, and I'm actually gonna start today with a question. Okay. Because you all are probably thinking it. What is reparenting exactly?
0: Yes. Okay. So I was recently, I want to say like within the last couple of years introduced to this whole concept of reparenting and Dr. Nicole LaPera, or she's better known as the holistic psychologist on um, Instagram has done a really Mm -hmm. good job at sort of marketing this word of reparenting. Here I go with the marketing again, but um, it's really the concept behind it that I think has been so valuable to me. We've talked to Neil at length about soul work, and I yes. think that this is a very sort of specific type of soul work that addresses your um, inner child. So if you don't follow her, she manages a really great Instagram account. She gives away lots of nuggets, I mean, breathing techniques, top five countdowns, like she's goals. Um she uses the term a lot and she defines it as, quote, the act of giving yourself what you did not receive as a child, mm. end quote. Um, as we know, or, you know, as as many of us will come to to learn um, as we sort of get more deeply involved in soul work and therapy and all of that, you know, self-betterment, our childhood is where our subconscious mind is Your inner voice is really your inner child. Um, That is where we learn how to process emotions. That's where we learn Mm -hmm. what relationships look like. Um, That's where we learn how to hold and maintain boundaries um, and just countless other habits and behaviors. So that's why we often hear about this concept of addressing the inner child. Um, With this term reparenting, you know, it kind of sounds like the focus is on the parent, right, you know, your child, parent, right? yeah, so ideally, our parents are two self actualized people who allow their children to be seen and heard as the unique individuals that they are, hopefully,
1: but- hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> just just for the the listeners in the back. When you say self-actualized, mm-hmm. what exactly do you mean? So we're gonna dig
0: a little bit into that, but that's like a level of consciousness, self-awareness. Okay. People who have done the work. Um, okay. So the reality, though, is that you know, I those type of ideals don't really happen, like. Who, like you said, what what the heck is even self actualized? Much less for us to even gauge whether our parents were self actualized. You know, we're barely learning what this stuff even means right now. Um,
1: Going back to psychology one hundred,
0: girl, this is like two hundred one because this is a little next level. But um, I mean, we we know what the reality is. We don't live in a culture that has really valued or taught. Conscious awareness. So right. Dr. LaParis says that most of us were raised by unconscious parents. Unconscious parents are those who repeat the same habits and patterns that they've learned because that's the way things are. That's the way things have always been done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um you know, a lot of times they themselves are operating from a wounded space because of their own unprocessed emotions from their own childhood. And I know it's challenging for us to think back to our parents as children and imagine, you know, our grandparents as young people or even our grandparents as children and think about our great grandparents who often are people we didn't even know as parents. But Mm -hmm. that's where the cycle comes from. And that's how these sort of generational chains continue forth um, because of these unprocessed emotions. And we move forward as unconscious parents. So, it was really important for me. And I I wanted to talk about this because it was really important for me to understand this concept and really dig into it and address it as I was expecting my first child. um, Because we can only give our own children what we have practiced giving ourselves. So Mm. I know the motivation is really for myself, but to be completely transparent, I think what had me take the time to do the work in this way, you know, I've been doing the mm-hmm. work quote unquote for, for years, but to really do the work and, and look at it from this lens was, was motherhood. So that's where I'm at with it.
1: Whew. Yeah. This whole concept of reparenting has really been like illuminating to me mm-hmm. as we've had our own discussions, you know, amongst us in our private conversations and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so many of us suffer from undiagnosed anxiety. And Mm -hmm. I believe for me, it manifested itself as achievement behavior and Mm -hmm. really tying my achievement um, or my self-worth to the level of achievement that I was able to attain. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it really took me going to therapy. to even one understand that that's, you know, that was an issue for me that I needed to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, because really underneath that achievement kind of mindset mm-hmm. is a lot of pain and unhealthy conditioning. Mm. Um, so, you know, most of us would hear and hear this and think, but achievement is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, achievement is a good thing, right? But it's how you process it. And mm-hmm. um, how you were trained to process it and what does that mean in kind of, you know, the grand scheme of who you are as a person. Like what's your
0: motivation how, for wanting to exactly. achieve? Right. Yeah.
1: Um, You know, it, it's not the core of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's what you produce. Mm-hmm. Right. we mm-hmm. are um, not always trained in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. Laperla like me talks about how in her 30s, when she was no longer in school, you know or for her playing sports uh-huh. or for me it was you know involved in all these different activities uh-huh. that you know I started to understand, you know kind of what that was doing to me, the fact that I really I had achieved a lot of things, uh-huh. right uh-huh. So I kind of feel like in my life there are two major things and i not not anywhere close to where I want to be in life, you know, but kind of when you think about the societal checklist, Mm -hmm. um, to me, there's only two things that I haven't done, which is get married and have a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, I shouldn't limit myself in that way, but at a very like basic level, you know, that's, that's where it is. And sometimes, you know, those things can turn into more negative manifestations, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it, shows up as you know I'm not showing up for myself and Dr La Perla or La Per-a, Para is mm-hmm. that
0: you say
1: Lapera, mm-hmm. La um you know she said the same thing you know mm-hmm. it translated to her spending money you know frivol- frivolously mm-hmm. um she talked about how she didn't understand how to set or keep boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for her, she also experienced the eating disorder mm-hmm. and, you know, just really overall had very little focus on her own physical and spiritual health. And this is um, someone, and- I'm
0: sorry, this is someone who's trained. This is someone who has a background in this, who still yes. experienced this. So, um For those of us who don't, I mean, and 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 you know, us too. I think we have a level of you know training and education and public health and social behavior and all that. But for those Mm -hmm. of us who don't, who are just kind of going through this life thing, I think sometimes we could be so hard on ourselves. But literally, these kind of manifestations can happen to every anyone and everyone.
1: Honestly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And you know, one thing that I took away from this Mm -hmm. is, um, and I I think it's actually on one of her posts on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's when you have this like save them mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. that is a sign that you have some unresolved kind of like inner childhood trauma mm-hmm. that you need to work through, mm-hmm. and so that was just like really um, that got to me, right? Because really, when you're not focusing on your own physical and spiritual health, it's you know mostly because you're pouring out to others and wanting to fix others and do for others and things like that. So. Wow. Um, Mm. That really uh, illuminated uh, for me. Mm -hmm. So for her and me and for so many others, discovering reparenting can be a game changer. Yes, for sure. And let's be clear, you know, reparenting is not an indictment on our parents. Mm. Dr. LaPera herself prefaces that her behaviors were not her parents' fault and that her desire to reparent herself meant nothing about who they were as people or how much they loved her. You know, it goes hear back that, to mom? what you put. <laughs> Girl, mom, mom ain't even listening to this, but we gonna put it out in the atmosphere. We gonna put so it out can... in
0: the atmosphere, mama. This <laughs> is not these mommy and my mommy and daddies. These are not indictments on you all. At yes, because
1: they did. They did a wonderful, amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with what they had, and so the the goal is for every generation to be a little bit better right. than the one before, mm-hmm. and so that's what this work is all about. Yeah. Um, so yes, we're we're not blaming, um, you know. And as we always say, they were doing the best that they could with the level of awareness. So that goes back to what we just talked about about you know those two self actualized beings. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think our generation is at a place where we are um, a little bit more conscious of doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, more of us are seeking out therapy and other things to be able to figure out, you know, do that self-reflection and that soul work that helps us get to that level of awareness that will help us on this reparenting journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, so any, and while, you know, anyone can do it, like with all of the things that we talk about on this show, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you some practical tips today on how you can reparent. You know, it takes time. It takes commitment. It takes patience.
0: Mm, All the things.
1: All the things, girl. And there is no quick way to do it. It has to be a lifestyle, something that you are intentional about day in and day out. Yeah, that's
0: true. Um, that was really key for me to understand. Just like you're never really done parenting, you're never really done reparenting. It's it's mm-hmm. a lifelong commitment. Um, it's really about your relationship with your child when you're parenting. And in reparenting, it's about relationship with your own inner child. Um, So with that being said, and just understanding the breadth and the depth of the scope of this work, um, we really want to use today as an introduction to all of you all about this idea and to just share with you all how um, it's impacted us to begin to adopt it into our daily lives. So these are the basics. The holistic psychologist describes the four pillars of reparenting as pillar one, discipline, pillar Mm -hmm. two, joy pillar 3 emotional regulation and pillar 4 self care so as i was thinking this i really kind of outlined that discipline was my number one you know area of focus but emotional regulation i think is a close second for me but mm. um depending on your childhood experience some of these might be more difficult than others for you to Address. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. people even find it challenging or triggering to address some of these areas. So, this is not again something that can be done overnight, but something that we should at least begin to be introspective about. So, for me, um, and I will venture to say for many of you who are listening, discipline has been really challenging. I'm just the type of person who is averse to doing things like waking up early, going to the gym, having a set schedule, <laughs> any right. kind of self-restriction, self, you know, deprivation of any sort outside of maybe like a spiritual fast. I mean, I just um I think this is a double-edged sword too when you have been blessed and fortunate and, you know, there mm-hmm. and and entitled, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. We right. talk so much about how this next generation is entitled, but I think um those of us who grew up as millennials, to our parents, did the best that they could to give us so much. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, um, I've I've had some challenges with discipline as you know a grown up person, but through this sort of reparenting process and journey, I am learning to view discipline in a whole new light. Um, mm. You know, it's not a bad thing. Discipline builds habits, habits build routines, and routines make up our everyday lives. When we think about um, discipline to be a disciple it is to be a student um, that's what discipleship is so when we think about the the apostles who sat at the feet of Christ, those are disciples and we you know as well as those of us who are believers um are disciples and so discipline is um is that act of, of being studious, of studying, of, of sharing, mm-hmm. of learning. Um, so I think that was really important for me to recognize and just look at discipline in a whole different light instead of thinking of it as like boot camps and diets and what, however else. We're, discipline is almost synonymous with whoopings and timeouts right. and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I just think reframing it um, is important. Um, One thing I recognize in studying Dr. LaPera's work, too, is that some people struggle with finding joy in their everyday lives. Um, When I looked at joy as a pillar, you know, and this is probably a testament to my upbringing, I was thinking like, wow, people have to kind of learn joy. Uh, You know, that was eye opening for me because joy, I feel like, is an emotional experience. But um, you know, joy is really defined as the product of spontaneity, play, creativity, a connection to our creator or higher being. Mm-hmm. So, if joy is not something that you experienced within the home growing up, then you will have to find and make time as an adult to really discover and explore your interests so that you can lean into them. Maybe you didn't have the ability to, you know, to play, to be spontaneous, to be creative. Right. Maybe there was too much discipline. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's important for us to figure out, like, what do we love to do? And and as kids, I think a lot of kids have the opportunity to explore this. But the older we get, the less and less we're able to play and be spontaneous and creative. Right. So I think it takes more of an effort to really lean into our joy, like in a very... um genuine way as an adult. Um, so I think it's important for us to be able to do that. And the same can be said about, you know, the emotional regulation and the self-care. I think we should just all be intentional about exploring and relearning around each of these four pillars. They're they're um, really foundational.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I know as the listeners are probably, you know, hearing everything that you're saying, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this can be a lot, you Life, know. right where do I start? And so Dr. LaPera outlines five steps to begin the Repairington process that we are going to share with you today. Um, the first one is probably something you're not expecting, but it's to, I think this is one of Maddie's favorite things, <laughs> breathe.
0: <sighs> <laughs> it's quickly just one of my favorite things.
1: Yes. Yeah, so this is the foundation to literally every mindful practice or process. It is so easy, especially these days as we're dealing with you know COVID-19, working from home, virtual schooling. Yes, all the things. Um, it's so easy to become overwhelmed. Reparenting is a process. Again, it's not something that's going to happen overnight or even over a couple of months. If you try to do too much of this work at once. So too much, too fast, mm-hmm. AKA mm-hmm. doing the most, <laughs> you will um, become overwhelmed and fall back into old patterns. And that's not necessarily what we want. So we're going to follow the steps. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do too much at once. And don't forget to breathe when you you start feeling overwhelmed.
0: Yes. So step number one is breathe. Step number two is to keep one small promise to yourself every day. Um, this step should be so small that it almost feels too small. Like, you know, is this is this even significant? Like that's how small and attainable this thing should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that you choose something that you know you will succeed at. So for someone like me, based off what y'all have recently learned about me, saying that mm-hmm. I'm gonna wake up at five a.m. daily, saying that I'm never going to eat carbs again, that's all of that, that's a setup from the get up. So I'm not me even gonna Girl, um, Tanil and I have traveled extensively together. She's my like number one travel buddy, and um, she knows she, she won't even book an early flight with me. She's like, Maddie is not getting mm-hmm. herself up and Adam um, in time to like rent the car, make it through. So, like, we will literally book later flights and pay a little bit yeah. more due, due to my lack of discipline.
1: And I think now Maddie has gotten better with this, you know, because of adulting. and I like a baby. Like that. Yeah. But Maddie would like, I'd be like, Maddie, it's time to get up. She'd be like, okay. And then she like lays in the bed for at least 15, 20, it's, 30 minutes. I know. Minutes. I know. Like,
0: girl, you get up? I know. How did I make it this far in life? <laughs>
1: The grace of God.
0: The grace of God. I know my parents will say the same thing about me in mornings um, since I was a little child as well. So I don't know, but um, I will say that that's not going to be my one small promise to keep to myself every day, even now um, (laughs) with my living, breathing alarm clock of a toddler. A better example of a small daily promise that you can keep to yourself might be like to meditate for two minutes each morning or three minutes each morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe to walk for five minutes each evening. Um, to drop a thought into your gratitude jar each night, one thought, or even just to say a prayer before bed or to say your grace before you eat, like something small and attainable that you can knock out and build momentum mm-hmm. around. Um, The whole idea is that you are keeping a promise or a commitment to yourself. I think a good tip for those just starting out is to not choose any promise that would take more than 10 minutes total. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't be too labor intensive or time intensive, but something that you can be committed to and feel good about getting done.
1: Yeah, I need to, I think I'm going to write that down as one of my like number priority steps, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Keep one small promise to myself every day. Yeah, I love that one. All right, let's move on to number three, and here's where the rubber really meets the road. Tell someone you trust, Mm -hmm. other than your parents, that you're beginning this process. So, Doctor Lapera urges us not to share that we're not to share that we're doing this with our parents. um, You know, because I think it can muddy the waters, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Um, Definitely not make you have that kind of clear vision, and because I think, like we talked about earlier, even though you you might tell your parents you're not blaming them or anything like that, I think they can automatically go into a little bit of a defense mechanism, and again, you know, put some negative things into your energy and space mm-hmm. that it, you don't It can be, need. It
0: can be hurtful. Yeah. Like and then, if my again, daughter was like, I'm reparenting myself. I'd be like, What's wrong with the parenting I did?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we need to use another word. I know, right? no, 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 nah. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> that defeats the purpose. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it can it can totally be hurtful, mm-hmm. hurtful to them when we do this. So remember, they did the best they could with what they had, and. We just got to work around that. So Mm -hmm. reparenting is for us. If you have a partner or a close friend, let them know that you're doing this because accountability and support is key. Mm -hmm. Another reason why it's important not to share this with your parents is because many of us have a sort of unhealthy codependency with our parents. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be characterized by an excessive reliance on our parents for approval. That's me. Mm -hmm. And a sense of identity. Even as adults, Mm. I don't think I have, I don't have that identity problem, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely like, mom, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Dad, what do you think about this? I am a grown woman, but I feel like I still need some, you know, some backup.
0: Some reassurance. Yeah. And honestly, Mm -hmm. Dr. Lapera said that there is no value add to telling them about it either. So like, you know, there are all these reasons why we shouldn't tell them, but there's really nothing that would necessitate us even telling Mm -hmm. them. So I think- Because it's um, self-work. Right, right, exactly. It's mm-hmm. self work, so I think having that support is spot on. You know, with a partner or a close friend. But um, I, t- I, totally think everything that you just said makes sense about like not even looping them into this. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Okay. Step number four: Use this mantra. What can I give myself right now? Um, mm-hmm. this is a good one. I'm going to post this one onto Instagram because um, I think this is something that everyone should. Should speak to themselves whether they're kind of going through this process or not. Um, right. As children, we weren't always given what we needed. And that could have been for a variety of reasons. But as adults, we have an opportunity to give ourselves what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you feel yourself having like, you know, strong emotions or sort of intense feelings about something, just pause and ask yourself this question What can I give myself right now? Um, For me, the answer has been something as simple as maybe just disconnecting from social media Mm -hmm. or stepping away from, you know, triggers, conversation, argument, whatever. Um, I've also found that bubble baths, you know, might be the answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, A 15-minute timeout. Um, I got this from one of my good friends, um, Mike Rogers. He always says, like, he'll tell his kids, like, daddy about to put himself in timeout. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're like, what? I'm like, that's good. I need to start putting myself in timeout. So like, what do I need? Um, and what can I give myself right now? Um, it's also important to know that when you begin to ask yourself this question, you might feel like, I don't know what I need right now, or I don't have an right. answer. Um, and I just urge you to just continue asking. Like I keep saying over and over again, this is a practice. Connecting with your intuition is a practice. So stay committed and keep asking, and you will begin to hear those answers about what you need in that moment. It might be like um, we started with, close your eyes and just take a breath. Sometimes that's all we need.
1: hmm Yeah. All right. The last step is one of my favorites, number five, celebrate when you show up. If we were not recognized, celebrated, and seen for the unique individuals we are, um, you know, when we were children, Mm -hmm. we will quickly disregard the reality that we're showing up. Mm -hmm. Reparenting is difficult. It's soul work. We're going to keep saying that. It is soul work. So, and, you know, I think... I guess we don't say self-work, but I feel like soul work is like even a deeper level. Like we talk about peeling back the layers. I feel like that is really at the core of who you are. Mm -hmm. That was a little side note. Anyway, we have to acknowledge that it takes courage to do this type of work. So Mm -hmm. own your progress, celebrate the person you're becoming. You know, so often we can... um, go back to having that achievement mindset, we don't celebrate until we've reached the goal or the pinnacle of whatever it is we want to do. I think it's really important that you celebrate yourself throughout the journey. Mm -hmm. So set some, you know, short-term milestones that you can reach where you can say, you know, I've done that. Mm -hmm. I, I have made some very significant progress and I want to celebrate that as a way to motivate myself to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. And like, what is the pinnacle? Like, sometimes we don't end up ever celebrating ourselves because I'm not celebrating myself until I've achieved, you know, the most that I can achieve. And we don't even know what that is. We
1: don't even know. Girl, right. Because it's a moving target. Right. It's always something. It's always something. So, you know, I like to celebrate. You Mm -hmm. know that. I will take myself out to a nice dinner. I will... (laughs) Give myself a nice bubble bath. Let me tell y'all. I think I told y'all about that house last week, didn't I? Yeah. I think I
0: did. <laughs> did it have a nice tub?
1: It had a nice tub. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting. And it had the, like, windows. I could look. I probably would have curtains on the windows because, you know neighbors Creep but life you could like see out into the woods it was like i had i had plans for that tub.
0: yes yeah i'm down i'm always down to <laughs> celebrate myself too like i that is one that um i don't think either one of us find too challenging but Mm-mm. i think when we were talking Girl, earlier about people who like have a hard time with finding joy that might that might be difficult for some people mm,
1: yeah yes very true mm-hmm. i lived that yellow life for a long time and that thing has got me into some trouble Girl. Oh, so. Right,
0: you was trying to get me to live the YOLO life with you.
1: <laughs> That's when not being a good role model <laughs> fell into place. I've been a good role model for a lot of things. Yes, but have. That, that was definitely not one of them,
0: girl. I know. I was about to start listing all the YOLO things that we've done in life, but hey, I'm glad for all of them, man.
1: <laughs> right, and I don't need all y'all knowing my YOLO experiences. <laughs> so. Let's move on because
0: it's time time for T, triple D.
1: Yes, (laughs) you got it, girl. (laughs) All right. So on today's uh, entry of The Date Diary, we're going to talk about taking risk. Like I was going to say gigantic risk, but it is kind of a gigantic risk. Really just putting yourself out there. So one of my favorite shows is Married at First Sight. Mm. and season 11 just wrapped up it was based in new orleans um fun fact because i don't think i've shared this on the podcast before i did consider submitting an application for married at first Sight, the dc um season which turned out to be a dud yeah which i feel like all of the dc reality shows Just don't quite kind of like Luther's Curl. They never (laughs) are is it the
0: casting? Girl, it must be. I I feel like there there is like a growing chasm in DC, and when they're casting, they're casting new DC and they're just missing like some of the heart. The flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And so they keep getting these. Dry people from everywhere who are not even really from DC. Like it's so all these like transient, you know,
1: suppliers yes,
0: um, who are not even like the flavor of the city.
1: But let's get back to Married at First Sight. Okay, so okay. the premise of the show is that you basically sign up to go through a process with um some experts who will match make you based on a series of criteria you know, interviews, they go to your home, et cetera. And they match you with a a person who you will marry, you know, at first sight. You'll walk down the aisle and that will be the first time that you meet them. Hmm. They go through, I think it's an eight week process, but this season, because of COVID, they ended up having to stay together for 16 weeks. So their process was extended, um, which ended up working out like amazing for one of the couples who probably would have gotten a divorce if they only had the eight weeks, but the pandemic actually brought them closer together. Um, But I love the show because there are, you know, one of my favorite couples from this season is Woody and Imani. They both, you know, wanted to find love. And just from the first time they saw each other to the honeymoon, to just them growing together, you could tell that they just had an amazing connection Mm -hmm. and they, Really, both of them have said they found their soulmate and they would not have done that if they didn't take the risk, Mm. which is a pretty gigantic risk, I would say, of marrying a stranger at first sight. So I'm not telling you to go marry a stranger, but I am telling you and encouraging you to take a gigantic leap of faith when the opportunity presents itself, whatever that may look like to you because you never know what could be on the other side. Now there were two couples who didn't make it. And one couple, you know, it it was just, they just had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of drama. Mm. So you can take the risk and it not work out, but you never know until you try. So wait, this,
0: this season was on right now. Like, can I watch it on demand?
1: Yes, you can watch it on demand. It is. Uh, it, it was really good. Um, and I think it teaches you watching other people's lives teaches you about how you may show up in the world. Mm. And sometimes I could be an ugly reflection. Sometimes I could be, you know, a positive one. Um, but there was one girl on there who said she was very open, but then she, you know, was very closed. And it, mm. it took her a while to let down all of those guards. And she ended up. Well, she ran the risk of losing out on who, a man who was amazing. Like the um, audience or Twitterverse or whoever we want to call these people mm. out in the, you know, the land the world. Everybody loved Miles, right? And Karen was just not feeling him, mm. but mm. Miles ended up wearing her down. And I think it was because Karen had up that concrete fence that some of us have up and he got a, he had to chip away, chip away. People in the world were like, Miles, just give up because this girl is not even working. Mm. but at the end miles made it through and miles said he had because he said he had girls like hundreds of women sliding up in his dms like, Dang, thirsty <laughs> girl they said let me
0: well wait let what, me see, what, I see
1: something wait, I miles
0: like what if miles i mean and he would have been justified what if he didn't have the foresight to like push through and keep chipping away we can't blame miles
1: no, I'm not blaming Miles. I actually applaud Miles because I was telling Miles in my head, like, bruh, it ain't even <laughs> worth it. You are doing too much. And she's not re- receiving it. And if it was me, Miles, I would be loving all up on you. You was one of the people in the DMs. (laughs) No, I didn't slide into his DMs. But now it seems that sliding into the DMs is all the rage. Did you see Amber Riley? She slid up into the DMs and got her a nice little boo. A couple other women slid up into the DMs and got them a nice little boo. Uh, So I'm just looking for some people whose DMs (laughs) I can slide into. Because I don't be really seeing no like cutie cuties on Instagram. Maybe I'm following the wrong people.
0: Girl, we were talking about this in my real sister's chat one of my sisters um we're like started as a dm now we're
1: here so you never know what wait one of the real sisters started as a dm and they're here
0: yes
1: girl you know i need that scoop scoop (laughs) scoop once we get off (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) yes child so you never know where a dm can take you
1: so the moral of today's story is watch married at first sight and take a risk All right, ladies. So continue to submit your questions, your stories. We definitely want to share them on the podcast. You can submit them to hello at lovemadden.com or send us a DM. It goes (laughs) down in the DMs. It goes down in the DMs. It goes down. Okay, let me stop. What a perfect segue.
0: (laughs) All right. And now it's time for A Word with Madden. Last episode, I talked about when we talked about fear. I talked about all of the references into in the Bible to fear not and do not be afraid, Um, and I talked about all the research that I did about whether or not it was really three hundred and sixty five, you know, mentions as we often hear. Um, So, kind of keeping with that same train of thought, this week I did a little bit more research and I learned that the Bible says something else over and over and over, Mm. and that is to honor your mother and father. Um, we know that it's one of the Ten Commandments. So if you look in Exodus um, chapter 20, verse 12, or again in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16, where we see the Ten Commandments listed, it tells us, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Um The idea of reparenting is not at all about dishonoring, not appreciating, or blaming our parents, especially if we're fortunate enough to have parents that we know did and gave their best. As we shared in this episode, reparenting is not even about our parents at all. It's about our relationship with ourselves, learning, relearning, and healing ourselves. It's also a great opportunity, as I have recently learned, For those of us who are parents or who desire to be parents, um, the Bible also says in Proverbs 22 verse 6 to train up a child in the way that she or he should go and that even when he or she is old, he will not depart from it. Um, We're also warned in Ephesians 6, 4 and again in Colossians 3, 21, to not provoke your children to anger, but bring Mm -hmm. them up in discipline and the instruction of the Lord, lest they become discouraged. I thought that was so good. Mm -hmm. Parents, godparents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, our responsibility is a mighty one. As you are learning and doing all of this wonderful soul work for yourself and your own life, let us also consider how we can use that energy to raise our children in ways that are meaningful, liberating, and loving. Let us be careful not to provoke them to anger or any other negative emotions. Mm -hmm. and Let us remember the lasting impact of our guidance and training so that we offer it in such a way that they will not depart from it. When they grow old, mm.
1: that was a good one.
0: Thank you, girl. All about legacy. And now it's time for the
1: question, question of the, of the episode.
0: episode.
1: Let's go. All right. So today's question is: Which of the four pillars of reparenting do you think need? Do you think you need to give the most attention? So, as a reminder, the four pillars are discipline. Joy, emotional regulation, and self care, and then tell me how do you plan to address it? Okay, so I mentioned um, discipline in the
0: episode, and another one for me that I, you know, really I think was a honorable mention, and they probably are tied together is emotional regulation. Um, I really need to do a better job of managing and controlling my emotions, mm-hmm. uh, my reactions, ultimately just myself. Um, I think that we can't blame other people for our reactions. And that's sort of my like instinct. Like this person made me mad. That person Mm -hmm. made me frustrated. I blew up because of him or her or whatever. But really it's a lack of emotional regulation that, you know, will make you so upset or so irritated or so whatever anxious. Um, so that's one that I really plan to address. And I think the way that I plan to address it is when I start to feel defensive or point the finger or, or play the blame game, even if it's just in my mind, like, you know, it's not something I would typically say, but even if it's in my mind, like he did this or she did that, then I'm, I want to take that moment then to just pause and be reflective and be like, but why is this really making you so mad? Like, why are you so triggered? so, yeah, that's mine to, to pause and reflect in the moment and try to figure out, like, why am I so triggered by someone else's actions? Or is it that I'm triggered by something else that really doesn't have to do with their action, but has to do more so with what's going on inside of me? That's a good one. Yeah. What about you? Which of the four pillars of reparenting do you think you need the most
1: attention in and how are you going to go about doing that? So discipline is number one for me. Hmm. Um I'm learning that discipline is really tied to self-love. So I'm going back to practice number two. I think it was two, which is to keep prom- keep your promises to yourself mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you don't do that, it's like you're not honoring yourself. You're not putting yourself first. Mm. Um, and I have, you know, a, a problem doing that. I think I was... I don't know if I was dis like super disciplined as a child, but I was very regimented. Like I knew I had to go to school after school. I was going to go to dance practice. Mm-hmm. I was going to, you know, come home, go to sleep and do the day all over again. Um, and so I don't know if that maybe has made me a rebel to like routine, um, but it's something that I am seeking more now because as I think about becoming a mother, and especially doing that, you know, as a single woman, that routine and that discipline girl, is going to be critical,
0: child. You already know because you are auntie and godmother,
1: extraordinaire. That routine is girl life. So I'm going to start working on that and, you know, just continue working on it, Um, but just keeping promises to myself and having, you know, getting to a place where I can establish habits that become routine that set me up for success as I move forward. So, okay. I'm about to put you on the spot. So
0: what do you think could be like a daily um, promise to yourself that you can
1: commit to live on the air? (sighs) You know, okay. So, Y'all are gonna be like, oh my god! So this is a very small one, um, but I do think it's something that I could do, and I should do every day. But I don't. Y'all are gonna think I'm, I'm not. No judgment, whatever. I don't necessarily wash my dishes every day. Hmm. Um, I you will to say make so, your bed? Uh that's one. But I really, <laughs> I could do without that. Um, <laughs> hey. But I wanna, I wanna make sure that, like, you know, I'm like it's just me so I might use like one bowl Mm -hmm. and a spoon a day but because it's one bowl and a spoon I'm like oh I don't need to do this right now Mm -hmm. but I think the simple act of just washing my plate and my fork is going to get me into the routine of having to wash like bottles Mm. which has to be done every day almost
0: you know that is true that's a good one yeah that's a good habit and just the feeling of a clean sink like especially um and I know you don't cook as much. But like when you start mm-hmm. cooking, you don't want to start with a mess. Like you want to start with a clean right. space, And don't nobody feel like cleaning just to cook. Like I want it to already be clean. So that's another thing. Like as you get into like cooking daily and stuff, you need that.
1: That clean kitchen is clutch. Girl, and we're this episode is going long, but it was so funny. So, today, one of our last sisters sent a message that a KitchenAid stand mixer was on sale at Best Buy. He did, and y'all, I wanted I mean, I don't cook, y'all know that, <laughs> but I really wanted a KitchenAid stand mixer yeah. just for my like kitchen appliance set. And one of our other last sisters came in and was like, Girl, do you really need that? You right, you right, you right. I was trying to buy for what I aspire to, and that's really not a good place to be, so... Not at
0: all. I, these and, impulse, I, I cook and I bake, and I don't use my stand mixer as much as I should. I do use it, though, but nah, it ain't like a daily... I mean, we're not... This is not a toaster,
1: so you don't need yeah. to. Yeah, I didn't need it. So check those uh, Amazon purchases before you press purchase. That's true.
0: All right, today was a fantastic episode. I, um... I really enjoyed this one I'm thinking I'm gonna put this yeah. on my I've been um jotting down things that I want to manifest in 2021 so maybe we'll invite um Dr. LaPera onto the show next year so
1: let's manifest it girlfriend we'll get into part two yes all right until then happy Halloween oh no Halloween's we love over. you yeah Halloween's over Happy, happy November. Happy November. Hope you had a nice Halloween.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed
1: yet? If not, what are you waiting for?
0: Want to show more love? Leave us a five star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M A A D.